You're listening to the DJ Idea Sharing Podcast Network. Hi there, ho there, it's Mike Fernino, and you're listening to the DJ Idea Sharing Podcast Network. And thank you so much for that. We are brought to you by Promo Only and NLFX Professional. I want to thank both of them, Ben and Nick and the whole group. You guys are fantastic. Thank you for the support, and thank you for believing in me all these years. Okay, well, the 2020 election, it's behind us, thank God. And, uh, you know, it's, of course, not without chaos and turmoil. There's no doubt in my mind that we won't be able to get our businesses under control until COVID-19 is under control. And without solid leadership and a stable government, we can't get COVID-19 under control. Clearly, if you run a DJ business, your 2020 has been nothing short of a complete disaster. Now, being in business and you know getting people together, that's, that's a great business to be in, except for a pandemic in which you know, people have to socially distance themselves. With the incoming Biden administration getting a completely different view on things politically, is it going to make a difference? What's the outcome going to be for 2021? Today on the podcast, I welcome my guests, Tony Fernandez and David Sporn, as we discuss politics, the election, and your DJ business without getting too deep in the mud. The conversation is broken down into two parts. So here's part number one of our 2020 election and your DJ business right here on the DJ idea sharing podcast network. All right, boys, we're going to get political. Well, not, not completely political this morning. I am here with uh, frequent guests of this program, Mr. David Sporn, AKA DJ Duke and uh, Mr. Mr. The legend himself, Tony Fernandez down there in Virginia. How are you guys? What's up? What's crack a lacking? Morning. Boys, we're going to be very specific today. We're going to be very careful. Now, Tony, what is your political affiliation? Let's, let's get this up right off, off the bat, right, right up front. Man, I, I, I don't, I'm not a registered anything, so I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a liberal, conservative, conservative liberal. I mean, it really depends <laughs> on the... Good. You Good. know, it, yeah, I, I guess that would be moderate, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm moderate with a brain. So, Good. you know, Good. I mean, yeah. Let's just we, leave it at that. <laughs> we like to have people on this program with a brain. It's definitely beneficial. I am independent. I am. I, I used to be Republican, and I am officially independent, leaning, leaning liberal uh, now in my old age. But uh, I also am very uh, cerebral about all of my decisions, and I do not vote or uh, make any decisions based on what any particular party is telling me. Um, and then, Duke. Yeah, so leaning liberal in the group here. You know, yeah. So, in when it comes to social aspects, uh, you could say I'm definitely a flaming liberal. Um, liberal you know. millennial. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> when it comes to uh, financial things, uh, I do have some, you know, how dare I say, conservative viewpoints. And but you know, generally speaking, you know, more financially or fiscally conservative, socially liberal. Um, you know, the best way I guess you could describe me is more a leftward leaning libertarian. Holy moly. Uh, this is in, in, in a way, you know, uh, you know, I look at some things like uh, socialism, you know, some aspects, you know, yeah, works in some aspects. I'm like, this is terrible. And 
you know, but when it's, yeah, anything social. Folks, what we have here is a Vegas buffet yeah. <laughs> of <laughs> political views here today. So this is Pick good. Pick your flavor. Pick your flavor. I just, I, I just, I couldn't find a conservative that would come on with us because they were too afraid of you, Dave. So uh, that's yes. okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to be very, we're going to be very specific here about this topic. This topic is the election, the 2020 election and your DJ business. Now, with that in mind, I'm aware of the, uh, the fragile rope, tight rope that I'm walking, and we have no intentions to offend anybody. We're not going down that road. I can edit Dave. I have the <laughs> power right here. <laughs> There's a mute button. <laughs> what we're going to talk about here uh, for the next uh, 30, 35 minutes or so is uh, the ramifications of the 2020 election, assuming that things are going to uh, go the way that uh, – we think they're going to go with a Biden administration. How is this going from the political aspect of things going to affect our DJ business for 2021? So, uh, Tony, why don't you kick things off? Well, I mean, you know, in, in my humble assessment, I think it's a little too early. Um, I mean, we, we, we still, and again, not to, I'm not bashing, you know, I mean, I, I, obviously there's someone in the white house that's going to be there till January 20th. So, you know, I, I, I don't know how much is going to move forward in a positive traction. I, to go more back to your question, I think what needs to happen, and I know it's easier said than done, but, but, but really, I, I, I think we as a country, as a society, we need to focus on the science of what is going on. Obviously, we have to turn this corner on the on 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 COVID, um, hopefully, a vaccine that seems to be imminent is going to be coming out sooner than later. And even then, I do think, uh, regardless of who's in the White House, um, it, it, it you know it, Dave and I actually had a had a a, a session that, that 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 we did for a a um, seminar that. Um, we did for uh, DJ Times, and we 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 touched on streaming. We 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 kind of touched on this this stuff, and I I think, irrespective of who's in the White House, um, we collectively as a society and as a country have to turn a corner, and hopefully that's going to be um, done quicker with a vaccine, um, because honestly I don't think it really matters to a degree who's in the White House in this respect, because we just have to get past COVID. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the, the point, the, the, the statement I just said there where Dave and I talked about this, you know, we, it is becoming acutely aware, right or wrong, that we as an industry, entertainment, DJ, even restaurants, because that kind of goes in tow with what we do, um, we're going to be the last players on the field, man. You know, it's, it sucks. It's not good. <laughs> I'm not happy about it. I'm fortunate that I have a day job, but that is uh, related. You know, it kind of goes in, 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 in Congress, if you will, with, with the, this industry. So it's, it's definitely entertainment-based. So even though I got a day job, it's based on that. And right now I'm getting paid. So now I'm actually getting a little worried. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I think we have to pay attention to the science maybe suck it up a little bit more and try and get past this COVID thing, no matter how you feel about whether it's a virus, whether it's deadly, whether it's not, whether you need a mask or not, we collectively have to get past this. 
And hopefully at that point, we can start turning a corner and flipping a switch. Right. Now, uh, Dave, before, before I turn it over to you, uh, you and Tony have a, a Duke versus uh, DJ Tony uh, thing coming up. You want to uh, mention that really quickly? So people uh, yeah. can uh, tune in and, and listen to this, uh, this yeah. far away yeah. you're going to be having. Uh, this Thursday, or this coming Thursday, it's currently Sunday. Um, date it. Date it. Yeah, date it. What, what is What's the date? The date? 19th, the I believe it. Yeah, November 19th, yeah. Uh, 8 to 11 on uh, Twitch, twitch.tv slash DukeDJ. Uh, we're doing a stream for my birthday, typically at Throw a Club show. Obviously, that's not happening this year, but we've partnered with Light Tech Entertainment here in Richmond, Virginia. And they're ge- letting me use a full-size touring grade uh, production rig, like, ultra style led wall big movers the the works tony's bringing out a multi-cam gopro rig that we're going to be using to do a multi-cam thing uh as always stream is free but if someone could make a donation to go towards the crew that's bringing out you know well over two hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment to do a free stream for my birthday uh that'd be cool but yeah it's it should be really entertaining a lot of fun uh and me and tony just gotta do what me and tony do so much. <laughs> uh, my roommate's the lighting designer behind the show. Uh, I believe we're running something like four or five universes of DMX. It's, uh, it's, it, it's not going to be some ape labs. I'll tell you that so, <laughs> nothing <laughs> against ape labs, but like we're talking like Martin Mac Vipers and clay packy Sharpies, like totally different world of uh, equipment. Here's where I got to start editing, Tony. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he's, all, he's only been on talking for two minutes. I already have to start editing. Oh, my God. All right. P- uh, politics. So the election, the election and, uh, and, and DJ David Sporn. What do you think? What, what do you think is going to affect on, uh, on you and your business? So, you know, first and foremost, kind of like with what Tony said, we, it's really hard to even have a discussion about uh, moving forward and what the future of business is because we're still not even operating as business as usual as we did a year ago. You know, even if you go back to the 2016 election, you know, while that may have been, you know, uh, uh, a bad election, not a bad election, but it, let's, it was a shit show, you know, let's be honest. But it was still operating as business as usual. People were still hosting events, people still hosting weddings, doing corporate events, things like that. So until we can really get past this, this COVID coronavirus thing, however it may be, it's, it's really difficult to talk about what may happen. Now, how, somewhat, how it gets handled politically is a very different question uh, in itself. But at the same time, with all the, the new uh, senators, the new Re- House of Representatives, just Congress in general, plus governors, mayors, that changes the aspect of kind of almost everything that we're doing. Now, if we want to talk taxes, if you're making $200,000 a year or more, you're probably in a different situation than other DJs. But let's be honest, most DJs ain't making that kind of money. Um, You know, very few guys are at that AM type level. But we can even talk about going into the Biden presidency uh, right now, if, you know, that happens. You know, it's looking like the writing's on the wall. Um, We can look at the Rave Act from back in the 90s that Biden did and how that crushed so many clubs and got promoters and club owners arrested uh, because people were doing drugs in their club. And, you know, again, breaking it down, you can look at what states have legalized uh, cannabis or other, uh, you know, drugs moving forward. And, you know, let's be honest, some of the best music is written by people that are either just got their heart broken or or are on drugs. You know, look at the Beatles. 
Um, so I, you tell me I'm wrong. I'm, I'm, not, gonna, I'm not gonna argue. Tell me I'm wrong. So, uh, you know, that changes the, the landscape uh, right there. Uh, financially, the landscape has changed. So it's, it's gonna be very interesting and difficult at the same time. And as you know, we talked about even on the last one of these, it's learning the new normal. Um, and seeing how, how uh, things will change and are gonna change, even when it comes to things like streaming and rights and music, because laws haven't caught up with the new technology. So now we've got a fresh new Congress and maybe a new president. Things are gonna be changing a lot quicker, you know? So yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind, of, kind of my take. And change is inevitable. I mean, you know, think yeah. about it. You could be worried about uh, the next boat you wanna buy, jet skis, uh, your, your new Corvette. Um, you know, your investments in the stock market, and then boom, one day you find yourself sick, very sick. Yeah. And you don't know if you're going to have your tomorrow. All of a sudden, those financial elements that were going through your head mean nothing. They mean nothing. Um, so with, with that, I, I'm just going to talk about, you know, what you both hit on and what Tony had started with. We have to get COVID under control. Uh, here in Connecticut, we were in phase three, which uh, with phase three, we were allowed to have up to 100 people inside. So it was shaping up potentially to be, uh, you know, a season that we could have had our holiday parties. We could have had the corporate holiday parties, even though I didn't see that happening. I didn't see corporations willing to take that risk, but at least we had the, ch the chance to have some work during the winter. And then Gov Governor Lamont from Connecticut decided to go back to phase two protocol, which is 25 people indoors. So what's that going to do? We're done. The, the whole winter is pretty much done. So without controlling the virus without getting this health emergency, this crisis under control. Uh, there is no economy. And uh, so, I, you know, getting right to the Biden administration, he has said that uh, from day number one, he's going to make a nationwide mandate for masks. Now, I just want to speak to this very quickly because I'm not trying to get political here. Unfortunately, the toxic and venomous um, political climate has uh, really politicized wearing a mask. So you have people taking either side of the line saying, you know, wear the mask, wear the mask. And the other side screaming, don't tell me to wear the mask. Don't infringe on my civil liber liberties. They don't do anything anyway. Um, I can tell you this. Even if you can uh, prove that a mask is not going to be effective. And hey, if, if you've ever had your mask on and you walked past someone who had uh, cologne, you could still smell the cologne through the mask, right? So the finite particulates of the virus could get through and will get through a mask. It's the concept of if everyone wore a mask and if everyone was cognizant of their distance and they washed their hands like crazy, the spread of the virus would be greatly cut down. And that would allow for the hospitals to be able to keep up with the really sick people and not have situations like in Utah, just a few days ago, they announced that there were no beds left in the entire state for intensive care unit. So I know that's what they're looking to do. So the national mask mandate in my book is the way to go, not a lockdown because we already locked down. We locked down in March and April. What did it do? It, the virus still came back. The lockdown's not going to do a damn thing. It's the, the vaccine on the uh, horizon that's going to make uh, a big a big difference. Tony, what do you got? Well, I mean, you know, you, you, you've touched on points that are, you know, that are very valid. I mean, I, I was introduced to a, to a scenario a couple of weeks ago 
where you know in 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 Asia, and I want to say it was the Philippines, but it, it you know it, it was one one of those South South Asian countries that has something like 29 million people in in their population, and I think it was in a five week window. Don't hold me to this number, but I think they had seven people die. <laughs> so like basically, the state of New York is over in Asia, and seven people died, and they're going back to life as normal. And I can't believe that a country of our magnitude, our power, our tech, our, our science cannot follow that path to any degree. And here we are with almost now, what, 250, I wanna say, uh, 250,000 people who have passed. You know, I mean, science should not be a issue of politics. <laughs> You know, wearing a mask should not be an issue of politics, you know, and I, I think, you know, at, at the risk of pissing people off, you know, we do live in a fantastic, great country. We have a great society. We have the ability to think what we want, say what we want, and by and large, not have repercussions from those thoughts. But you know, you, you can't, even though we have the right to free speech and the right to free assembly and the right to, like I said, think and do what you want, that shouldn't supersede facts. <laughs> that shouldn't supersede, you know, you have your own set of facts because yeah. you believe X and X flies in the, in the, in the face of what, of, of what science proves is, is, is what's going on. So, you know, you, you kind of have to look at, at the greater good. You know, I mean, I, it, it, I don't have a problem with the mask thing. Speaking for myself, um, I try to have one. I'll be honest, at first, this whole thing happened just because of not being in that mindset. I was kind of blasé and really, you know, not, not uh, paying attention to it. But honestly, because of my day work and being a corporation and they want to limit, limit their liability, Sure, we have to be very cognizant of wearing masks and being around people and being socially distanced. So that's kind of uh, uh, the 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 down the river, you know, aspect of that has gone to me personally. So yeah, I'm I'm better about it. Am I a little salty when I see Joe Blow? Like I do, not a lot, but I go to Home Depot for something or go to the grocery store and I see Joe Blow or Jane Doe not have a mask. Yeah, honestly, I may be a little salty about it, but I'm not going to sit here and show up on YouTube, you know, 10 minutes later because I decided to confront John Doe or Jane Doe. You know, I mean, again, it, 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 it's a balance, you know, as an individual, you have to think of, you know, I mean, honestly, I think if you think of it in a total selfish aspect, you, I don't understand why you shouldn't be wearing a mask. You can't trust the people you don't know, you can't trust the public because you don't know where they've been. And you want to take the chance of speaking your mind and being, well, I'm not going to wear a mask because I don't have to, I don't want to, I don't believe in the way COVID's coming down. And, and you know, and touch on that, I, I do think part of the problem is, and I, I, I really kind of saw this, uh, not equating COVID with 9-11, but I, I did kind of see this when, 9-11 happened. When that tragedy happened, I know for me, because I'm I'm proud, dude. I'm born and raised in New York. I'm a native New Yorker. And when that happened, 
obviously I had family there. So it affected me in a very different way that it affected other people. And I think the way COVID's happening, it's the same deal. It's like, I don't care where you live. Even in New York, I imagine there's people that are like, oh, I'm not going to be worried about it, you know, because it's not affecting them personally, you know, until something happens, you know, you know, you, you see all these politicians that are in power and all these, you know, community leaders that are, you know, uh, 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 in the forefront and all they're doing is, you know, spouting, you know, not so much negative comments, but definitely like, oh, COVID's not a big deal. I don't get it. it you know, God's going to take care of it. Society's going to take care of it. Herd mentality is going to take care of it. But yet when they get it, you don't see them saying that stuff anymore. You know, so as far as a mask goes, I think it's common sense. I think for the betterment, again, even looking at it from a selfish standpoint, you should be wearing it. I don't think it should be something that's mandated, but because people are going to do what people do, and that's why laws are created, it, it's to ensure and protect the people who aren't adhering to common sense Amen. and yeah. and just, you know, uh, uh, being a good neighbor, if you will. That's right. why we have laws. If everybody did what they were supposed to do without question, there wouldn't be any laws. Well, they're doing what they're supposed to do. That's, I mean, that, yeah. I mean, well, maybe this is a poor analogy, but it's almost like with the AIDS epidemic and and uh, people having unprotected sex and everything. Sure. And, I was and, about and, to make that comparison. Well, I was about true. to get to you because I figured it'd be very apropos to throw it to you when we're talking about <laughs> un unprotected sex. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> Whoa. Um, yeah, but right. no, no, really, think about the AIDS epidemic and uh, and how they, they pushed wearing condoms. I don't think that uh, uh, the left and the right got all upset because uh, people were recommended that you wear condoms, but all of a sudden a mask is so bad uh dave your take on that yeah so actually i was about to even make a uh, masks not condoms uh, well <laughs> I, I was it, it, so at first if wearing a mask is the is the biggest oppression you've ever dealt with in your life you've never dealt with oppression so like get off your high horse to begin with second you know it, it, people wear condoms so they don't catch something well you know i'm not saying put a bag on your head but <laughs> It just makes sense. Uh, when you walk into a synagogue and they ask you to wear a yarmulke, you put on a yarmulke. When you walk into like an Indian person's house and they ask you to take off your shoes, you take off your shoes. When you walk into a restaurant and they're like, hey, sir, can you please put on your mask? You can take it off while you're eating. And people are like, my freedoms. Like, dog, like it, it's their, their house, their rules, you know? If they tell you you can't wear, you know, gang colors, guess what? You can't wear gang colors. It's called respect. It, yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, so if it's an outdoor bar and they're like, yeah, we're outdoors, you don't need to wear a mask, but it'd be nice if you did. Cool. Do that. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely totally agree with Tony. I completely agree with like the, the condom uh, analogy. And, you know, yeah, again, back to people's, you know, freedoms. When your f freedom uh, turns into a stance where you don't believe science, you know, it's, that's more detrimental. You know, we can look conservative, liberal, however you want to be it. Numbers don't lie. Science is science. You know, it, yeah. no one cares about, you know, your feelings when it comes to uh, death and destruction, you know? So 
Yeah, I definitely uh, 100% agree with with Tony. It's, you know, it's the reality of the situation. Um, now, also, like, looking at it, so this, this you know, this is going to, you know, I hate to go back to drugs being in this situation, but, like, so at music festivals nowadays, they have, they will give out, like, pieces of straw. And I, at first I was like, why are they giving out pieces of straw? Well, they know kids are going to be, like, railing insert drug of choice here but if people aren't sharing dollar bills they're not spreading hep c so instead use your own little straw just like you know with um you know we can look at aids or uh uh others you know situations where people were sharing needles well it's the smallest little bit of protection but it slows down a spread few years ago, JMU and Randolph-Macon College both had a major herpes outbreak. And let me tell you, everyone started wrapping their willy or using whatever other type of contraption uh, to not spread these viruses because, you know, just it's, it doesn't go away, you know. And, you know, I, I hate to say it, there's things you can catch worse than kids. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Mike's over here dying. I love it. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's simple science. Like, you know, even the Pope you know, has advocated for uh, the use of condoms, you know, just to slow down the spread of a disease. Well, if, you know, what is it, one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse is pestilence. Uh, if we can slow that down, you know, less people will die. We'll have more people here. Ta-da! Uh, we can look at even what the Gates Foundation is doing with spreading uh, contraceptives in uh third world countries because not because you know of uh, you know not just to spread like stop the spread of aids and things but for the one of the biggest economic impacts in third world countries is when women have and families have more children than they can afford well it's real hard to be able to pay for clothes uh good water sanitation food things like that and you it's harder to get out of that place that you're in and move forward well, same thing kind of with what we're doing. If we lose more and more and more people, I mean, we've already lost good friends and family. Uh, we, everyone's lost something with COVID. Do you want to spread it more and make lose even more people, which now, you know, I hate to say it, that's less people that are buying goods. There are less people that are paying taxes. That's just less in general. So yeah, it's just, it's a tough situation. You know, wear a mask, use a condom, Right. you know, really what it what it's uh, boiling down to is uh, they're not telling you, you know, we, you're talking about uh, the, um, uh, the festival and everything and getting yeah. stuff out. Uh, they're not telling you, no, you can't do it. They're basically saying, here, here's how you do it safe. Yeah, absolutely. It's harm reduction in uh, which it actually kind of goes back to the rave act in itself with Joe Biden, but that's a different story. Um, you know, they know it's going to happen. It's, it's happened at every concert festival. I mean, you can even look, you know, um, uh, Sherlock Holmes was doing drugs. You know, they have, you know, what, what was it? Uh, China with uh, opium it was from the British that was grown in India. I mean, how many hundreds of years ago did that happen? It's not going to be changing, but how can we do it where less people are dying and we spread less disease at the same time? Right. So, which look at, you know, kind of what Oregon has done. If we're talking about states and the election, it's kind of a, a perfect little segue in itself. Oregon recently sort of legalized all drugs. What it is is now just kind of like what Canada does 
is if you get caught with pretty much anything, instead of arresting you or a police officer shooting you or whatever may end up happening in that altercation because it's illegal, like a criminal issue, now it's a public uh, health issue, just like in Canada. So what they do is it's now you get forced into a rehab situation instead of ending up in jail. And let me tell you, there's more heroin in jails than you know, your local city streets. So if you can get people help and the people can get past that and you rehab the people, well, now you have better citizens coming out of it that aren't in jail for two years because they can't afford X, Y, Z and they relapsed here and they got caught with this here and then they ended up selling drugs so they could afford the lawyer because of the first court case. You see what I mean? So if you look at it that way, they're helping the people. You know, granted, it's still federally illegal, um, but I mean, you can look, marijuana is still technically federally illegal, but how many states have medical? I mean, D.C. is you know, the home of federal everything, and they have legal recreational cannabis pretty much everywhere except for walking around federal property. You know? Yeah, there's, well, there's no doubt that uh, things are changing, and change is inevitable. And that's the thing is that uh, you know, for uh, congressmen and women and, and senators and uh, even uh, the president being uh, you know, a lot of them, a lot of them are older and they're in a, uh, an age bracket in which they cannot relate to an 18-year-old. They cannot relate to a 25-year-old. They cannot relate to a 35-year-old because many of the things that they do today and affect the earth and affect the world and the economy and reshape laws, they're not going to be around to really pay the price for those, uh, uh, those things that they legislate. Uh, it's going to be uh, generations that are coming up and those are the ones that are flooding into the voting pool now and they're going to have a say and things are going to change. You know, just like, you know, dare I say, Georgia going blue. I mean, that's a perfect example. Or Texas. Uh, New Mexico. Leaning. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a great Shout example. Out Navajo Nation, you know. Yeah. And like that's, we can, we can talk, let's talk about that in itself for a, for a, a, a brief moment, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Um, in a lot of the Native American um, uh, reservations, because they just kind of lump it all together. They don't have a physical address where they can then register to vote. So I don't want to say it's like voter suppression, but when has America ever been good to the Native Americans? Ever. So now it doesn't matter who's in office because they get screwed one way or another. And so this recent election, there have been a lot of people that have come forward to really help out people on Native American reservations register to vote so they could vote because, uh, you know, they were even here in America. The first Americans were treated as second class citizens from, well, ever. So now that they have the ability to vote, that's one of the main things that flipped New Mexico blue was their ability to vote. And they came out in droves and voted and voted a specific way. What would have happened in 2016 or to the 2008 Obama uh, election? Uh, Arizona, not Arizona, uh, New Mexico was red. Arizona was red. Well, if more people on those Native American reservations were able to vote because they were able to register to vote, what would the outcome have been? It's, it's, it's changing. It's progressing. You know, more people are having that, that voice, whether it be people – uh, minorities, people of color, um, the younger generation, uh, Native Americans, that's all changing. It's not just old white dudes that own land anymore, Right. period. And a lot of people are real big mad about that because it's changing the status quo for them. Yeah, change is inevitable. And, uh, you know, for those who are, uh, especially on the uh, on the right that are 
are still big uh, proponents of the Electoral College. That's changing too, and it's not changing in your favor, by the way. And uh, so let's uh, let's be realistic. Uh, people on the right will probably be uh, crying for the Electoral College to go uh, the way of uh, all other antiquated laws and rules very, very soon when it's not going to be working out well for them if you have California, Texas, and New York all blue states. That's um, what an unfortunate disadvantage it is from the very beginning for uh, a Republican candidate. Would that not be any different, though, than gerrymandering? Well, I I happen to believe that, uh, and, and I, I took some flack when I posted this on my Facebook page, but I said popular vote. Whoever gets the most votes is the winner. And then I had a whole bunch of people that disagreed with me, and I respect everybody's side and position, but I just think it's an antiquated law. Now, with that in mind, we're going to have, uh, we're going to get back to these two gentlemen on part two of our conversation because my Zoom account only allows me a certain amount of time. And uh, so therefore, with that said, part two will be coming up next on the DJ Idea Sharing Podcast Network. The DJ Idea Sharing Podcast is brought to you by NLFX Professional and Promo Only.